Welcome to the Pushing Buttons Podcast, the weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, concepts, opinions, and experiences in video games. My name is Kevin. I'm Robert. And this is Kyle. And I'm apparently very excited to talk about what we're going to talk to you guys about today. Uh, our main topic of the episode is going to be about our bad habits in video games and how we hate stuff that we do, but we keep doing it anyway in <laughs> Against gaming. Against our will. <laughs> That's why it's a habit. Before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit about Steam.tv, just because I'm personally interested in it and mm-hmm. the implications of it. But before we do that, Robert, how was your week? I singled you out because you were burping. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it was good. Nothing exciting. I uh, played some more Witcher. I thought I was... I figured I was like maybe three quarters of the way through the game. I was like, you know, I'm going to check like the like the wiki on IGN or whatever and just see like what chapter I'm on. And I was in the first act of the game still. Massive Ouch. game. I, <laughs> I was on like, I mean, the second to last chapter of that act. But still, I was like, holy crap, I thought it was almost done. And I got a lot more to go. You do. Does the game actually break it up into, like, does it say act one, act two, uh, act three? No. Not in the game. Okay, no. that's good. But in the... Guide it did. Bugs me when so. games do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's a story device. It's like yeah. a, a, a storytelling, a narrative device mm-hmm. to say like and really act, act two. Huh? I feel like I was talking really loud. I think we all are. Okay. It's okay. But, yeah, so I got a ways more to go on that. I'm trying to get it finished before Spider-Man comes out. That's the time recording this in two weeks. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it done, but I'm trying. I might have to pull some late nights. Uh, but other than that, that's... Basically all I've done. Stay up late in game? Yeah. What? I know. It sounds rough, It's man. unheard of. It sounds I do it age. every day. <laughs> it sounds hard. That's because you can't sleep. No. <laughs> Not for the life of me. <clears throat> I, I want to ask you, though, how are you playing sure. the game? Like, what do you... With a controller. No, uh... <laughs> on a TV, Not probably. literally. Metaphorically. Or figuratively. How are you playing the game? Um, like, how are you specking Geralt? Uh, light armor. Oh, light armor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're I, going for more of like the the light combat, basically. Yeah, I just I was looking into like the specs of like the medium and heavy, and I like with the light armor, even though it's you know less protection. Yeah, you have more bonuses to like your adrenaline and regeneration mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'd rather have that than just being a sponge for damage. That's the the feline one, right? Uh, I haven't got any Witcher gear yet, so, but I think it is the feline school. Oh, you haven't gotten like. the Witcher gear? I've done a couple of the treasure hunts, but I haven't crafted any. Mm. But it's I don't like the look of light armor as much because it, it looks more like you know like trousers and well, it makes his uh, combat <laughs> but, uh, yeah like light <clears throat> steps. Yeah. But I like the you know not having all that weight and stuff. So that's oh, okay. Because normally when you play games, you play as <laughs> like the the heavy the soldier class. Yes, yeah, that's what I do. In Witcher, anyway, I, I did the Ursa spec. I don't know what that means. Basically, it's like the heavy, heavy attacks. Okay. Yeah. I might switch it up. Like I said, now that I know I got two thirds of the game to go still, <laughs> I might, you know, experiment and dabble with some heavy armor. But like I said, so far it's just been the bonuses that have been keeping me at light yeah. armor mm-hmm. and not having so much weight on me. But I actually haven't been having a problem with my inventory so much. So I might switch it up. Because you can get all three sets of armor mm-hmm. in one playthrough. It can't be done. So yeah. you just gotta find all the schematics and whatnot. Word, word. So have you seen the unicorn sex scene yet? 
<laughs> yes. What did you think of that? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I asked because that's like the major thing that happens when you first get the Skellige. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I kind of knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, that's good. <laughs> so right, as far this. as video game sexy scenes go, it's a good one. No, this is exciting to me. Um, <laughs> I, that worries you, me. I don't want to know. Are you pursuing Yennefer or Siri? Or, no, not whoa, Siri. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pardon me, Triss. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to pursue Triss. But I guess I didn't get the right combination of dialogue or whatever. So she gotcha. never got off the boat. Ooh. You know, when she was... <laughs> she's supposed to get off the boat to, you know, like say, hey, I stayed with you. And she never did. So I think gotcha. I messed that up. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm full bore on Yennefer. Because I know there's a lot of shippers out there that... Sure. Would prefer Geralt to be with Siri, but that's wrong. Yeah. How was your week, Kyle? <laughs> well, are we done with Robert's week? Yeah, we've oh. talked enough about it. <laughs> well, uh, that sounded really exciting, even though you didn't think it was. <laughs> um, hey, I'm happy to talk more about you with this later. but uh, Behind closed doors, not recording. <laughs> Please. I don't ever want to have to hear this twice. It's just... Okay. Anyway. Hey, Kyle. How about your week? My week was great. Good to hear. Um, I played a bunch more of World of Warcraft. Battle for Azeroth. Ding. Yes. Uh, I am now level 119. So close. I finished the second zone of the Horde leveling area. Nazmir. It's pretty much a uh, blood troll infested swamp. It's really atmospheric. Sounds dangerous. It's really cool. Is it scary? The mood suggests otherwise of okay. the questing. Okay. Because you're a hero, you know, it's nothing scary to you at this point in the game. Hmm. It's also World of Warcraft. It is. The only thing scary about it is losing your life to it. Which came to a head a couple times for me. <laughs> but I am steering clear of that path now. Hmm. Word. Um, basically, I completed all the quests in that zone, and it took me to level 119, so I got the last zone, Voldoon, to do, and I'm enjoying it more. There's a really cool dungeon that I played last night, actually. It's called Underrot, and it's pretty much underneath the swamp. That makes sense. It's like a mossy... I get it. Uh, infestation of blood trolls... And the atmosphere was really dark. And I really liked the art style that they chose for that particular dungeon. It's not something they have really emphasized in past expansions. Gotcha. And I'm still getting a feel for my class, but I'm getting really tired of the Beast Mastery spec because it's just the same buttons over and over. So I'm thinking once I hit max level... I'll try out the melee spec, which is survival. Um, other than that, I didn't really do too much else in WoW. I had maybe a couple hours every night this week Makes to get sense. through that zone. Working a 40-hour week, mm -hmm. job. And uh, during the downtime for that, I decided to take up Final Fantasy XIV again. 
So in the downtime of an MMO, you play an MMO. Right, because <laughs> I still had game time left over from when I stopped subbing. Gotcha. And it just so happened to turn out that there was like a seasonal event going on at the time. That's fun. I this like is, games do that. Yeah, this was like the uh, summer event for the game. Mm. It's called the Moonfire Festival. It's like a short quest line where you get cosmetic items to look like you're at the beach or something. Yeah, yeah. I think Terra does that as well. But something amazing happened during Ooh. this event. So the quest has you do a jumping challenge akin to Ninja Warrior. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show. I am not. Wait, 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 wait. I've seen a lot of American Ninja Warrior. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, like they run the course and yeah. they mm-hmm. do uh, a bunch of achievements to get to the top of this tower. Right. So basically, I got to the top of the tower. And I'm a nimble warrior. Word. It was really hard. <laughs> I took a good five hours to do it. Holy cow. It was hard as hell. Like, I, you should watch a video for it. I might do that. Not five hours long, but... See, for me, uh, it wasn't the fact that I was going to p- keep playing. I just wanted to complete that challenge. Because mm. at the time, I love, like, jumping challenges in games. Guild Wars 2 has a lot of that. I've heard, yeah. yeah. And uh, what is a jumping challenge? Like so basically, precision platforming. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, in a 3D game is horrible to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like <clears throat> you have to fight the mechanics of the game. Yeah. More so than the actual challenge. Right. It's... But when I mastered those mechanics, I felt like a what? boss. But to me, it seems less like mastering the mechanics and more about getting around the negative parts of the mechanics. Like learning to deal with the because uh, the crappy... If it's I, I haven't played that game, mm-hmm. but a lot of games of that vein, like Guild Wars Two, there was something that felt off about the jumping, and it's like the floatiness of jumping in an mm-hmm. MMO. Yeah, you don't necessarily play those games to do platforming. Exactly. So it's kind of an afterthought during the game development process, for the most part. I don't know about Final Fantasy Fourteen particularly. Yeah, in this particular event, it wasn't like something with a reward. It's just for bragging rights and a great view of the area that you're in. That sounds like right up your alley. <laughs> but it, it was just the fact that I conquered the challenge. Exactly. Like, that's what I love about gaming. Like, I love overcoming these difficult challenges. Gotcha. And I would see all these other people trying to do the same thing as me, and they would fall and, you know, of course, yeah. restart and try again. Because if you would get to the very top, one little mistake, you go all the way to the <laughs> bottom. Mm. And that sucked. Like, I was like, Yippee! <laughs> Sorry for the language. Um, basically, it was full of strife and turmoil. But that final jump, I made it last night. And it was like a great feeling of accomplishment. Nice. Like, it, it felt really Woo-hoo! cool. <laughs> and <laughs> I play a row or you know a rogadin that's the race i'm playing they're like the biggest characters in the game gotcha. kind of like Torin and warcraft if you're familiar with that like they're huge where the wind be at your back yeah something like that <laughs> and <laughs> to do that with a row was really fun to watch because he's such a huge guy jumping on these little tiny strips of platforms <laughs> like the size of your finger <laughs> so to have that under my belt was it felt awesome at the time. It's funny for me. Whenever I start an MMO or any kind of game where you get to choose your like your 
species and your height and all that kind of stuff. I always go for the smallest, shortest, <laughs> dinkiest character ever. Because it, it always looks funny to me to see them jump at the same height as everybody else. <laughs> That's you know a good that, reason to do that. <laughs> my girlfriend, she plays the shortest race, the Lollafell. And I'm this huge-ass Roe, or Rogadin. And... You know, it's just fun to see us together because it's like Aww. real life. That's know, sweet. Because I'm really tall and she's short, so not as short as my fiance. Well, yeah, but my you, you get the idea. But yeah, I can see, I can see that. It makes for a really fun time playing the game with her. Nice. That, that's pretty much my week. Nice. Very nice. I mean, aside from the usual. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about yours, Kevin? I've been trying to decide what game I want to spend my time with hmm. so well what did our sales pitches work last week i know mine didn't because you don't own an xbox so i didn't really can't give play you a forza pitch, so i i, or I guess i pitched mad max to forza you. horizon 3 is on pc and forza horizon is 4 it? is coming to pc nice. i actually read an article today that they're spending more time on the pc port of forza horizon 4 because Ooh. of the issues for the first couple of months on the third one mm-hmm but the third one is the first one to come to PC. Nice. Um, Mad Max I do own on PC. I did not play that. I started, I installed Galactic Civilizations 3 and debating playing that game. But I started getting back into both The Binding of Isaac and Crypt of the Necrodancer. I sold myself <laughs> on games I say. already love. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> nice. Uh, Necro Dancer. Oh my lord, that game is good. That is so fun. I don't even own the DLC for it yet. Because it's like seven bucks and I haven't wanted to spend that until I can master what's already in the game. Mm-hmm. But god, that game is so good. I implore you, the both of you, and the both of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> just check that game out. Listen to the music. Yeah. Fall in love. It is great. Is it on Xbox 2? Do you know? I don't know. Hmm. I know it's on. I I own it on PlayStation Four, so I know okay. it's on on there. But the well, DLC is not. In a couple of weeks, I might be able to get it then. I would highly recommend at least looking into it. It is a very very hard game to get into. Hmm. The the learning curve is really steep. Hmm. It is not a game you can just dive into and expect to be able to play past the first couple levels. It'll take countless deaths gotcha. before you get into it. I started playing a little bit more Spelunky as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, that game is... You love that game. That is one of my favorite <laughs> games. One of your favorite games of all time. God, that game is so good. I cannot describe my love for these games <laughs> enough. I really can't. It's 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 impossible. <laughs> it's just so... That game was the game that brought me back into gaming, like mm-hmm. modern-day gaming, and it is just so good. Mm. That, was, that was basically it. I didn't do much. Uh, I guess SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, <laughs> which were both... SummerSlam was good. NXT TakeOver was, of course, great. Because it always is. Mm. But it's another podcast for another time. (laughs) But I did see over the weekend that the International, the Dota uh, tournament, was accidentally, at first, accidentally streamed on Steam.tv. But then, after that was streamed exclusively on steam.tv. I don't know if it's exclusively, but that was their presentation of it. It's on steam.tv. And that's what I want to talk about for a little bit with you guys. Was okay. Steam TV compared to YouTube 
streaming and Twitch streaming and Mixer streaming. Uh, Steam, Valve getting into the streaming game. What do you guys think of it? What do you guys make of it? Right off the top of your heads, does it change anything for you guys? Me, personally, no. I feel like they're way too late to the game for them to make a dent. I could see how you could say that. Into the market? Because Twitch is huge now. Like, compared to when it first came out. Yes. It's owned by Amazon. Yeah, now that it's been acquired by Amazon, uh, I feel like what Steam's trying to do is just capitalize on the popular movement, but they're way too late to the game Mm -hmm. to make a difference in it. My opinion. You don't have a whole lot. I know, you, Robert. You don't yeah. have a PC, so you don't you don't watch you don't own Steam anywhere. You don't have anything on Steam. Yeah. But you could watch Twitch, but I know I, you choose not to for the most part. Yeah, I've never really watched any gaming okay. at all, like streams or anything. I don't know. It's never been like I've always. I'd rather be playing a game. I don't understand watching someone else play a game. But that's just me. For me, there's just so many games out there. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to find out whether or not you'd like to play the game. If you want to spend your money or your time on the game. I've dabbled in that. Like, uh, when I thought about purchasing Alien Isolation, I did watch, like, a couple YouTube videos, just, like, a couple minutes of, like, other people playing it to see, okay, well, what's the game really look like and play like? If it's a narrative-driven game, I will not watch it. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't want to spoil anything. But when I I talked about uh, Spelunky and getting into that, I was randomly browsing Twitch one day because it was when Twitch was starting to get big before Amazon bought it, but after Justin TV turned into Twitch. And Spelunky was being streamed, and I was starting to hear more about that, and I decided to watch it. And that's what got me into Spelunky, and that mm. got me back into gaming. Just to Yeah, I mean, uh, when I would watch bit. Twitch back in the day, like when it was first taken off, uh, that's what got me to play the original Binding of Isaac, the Flash version. Gotcha was man versus game streaming that and he made it look like a fun time yeah and i i don't know why it gripped me like so well but i just felt like i wanted to experience that as well that joy that he was having from the different runs you were emphasizing during your playthroughs Mm -hmm. that's the the thing about twitch is at least back then it was more about the games now it's more about the personalities Definitely. I think Steam is act- or Valve is actually pretty smart getting into this because there's always room for competition. Hitbox tried getting into uh, the market, but they didn't differentiate themselves from from uh, Twitch enough. That explains why I've never heard of them. And Mixer just seems like, oh, you own an Xbox? Watch Mixer. Mm-hmm. It's just Microsoft's way of trying to throw something on something, in my humble opinion. Not so humble opinion. Um, YouTube, they've been the video platform mm-hmm. for a while. There are competitors out there, but YouTube is the go-to and they're trying to get they've been trying to get into the the streaming game for a while. They were also late to the game. Yeah, I don't, don't seem to have say I watch that. YouTube for that reason. I've never watched a stream on YouTube no. because I can't handle the uh, the UI. Basically, I would only watch YouTube for Nintendo Directs because that's their chosen platform. Basically, oh. Because I don't see the Nintendo Twitch channel. I don't think they have one. They might. I don't so I know. think they only do YouTube. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I think Valve has a chance. And they're coming out of the gate as a clean version of Twitch. And what I mean by clean is it it visually looks like appealing. It's sleek. And you can instantly voice chat via the web browser. You don't have to be in the Steam application. You can just watch it on your web browser like you do with with Twitch. But you can 
video chat with people just on your web browser mm. at will. Like you, t- you can still type to the entire chat, but you can talk to your friends via the web browser. I do think that Valve, while they are getting into the game a little bit late, I think that they could have some success with it. And it's mainly to do with the install base. Mm. Steam Broadcasting wasn't advertised much by Steam, so it didn't really have much success because I think they were leading up to this Steam.tv thing. But if they have a sleek enough interface, if it's easy enough to use within the Steam app for broadcasters and for viewers, the install base is there, the name is there, and not only that, I think it's actually a pretty smart move because it'll get more publishers that are steering away from having their games on Steam to actually put them on Steam, like Bethesda with Fallout, mm-hmm. Fallout 76. They're putting that specifically on their own, on Bethesda's launch pad, whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. But right. their desktop application and not on Steam. Mm-hmm. So it won't be able to be broadcasted on Steam.tv because it's not a Steam game. Mm-hmm. It might be something that publishers start looking at, be like, oh, maybe we want to sell our game through Valve so that Steam.tv can be another viewing platform for our game. I, mm-hmm. That makes sense. And Twitch needs competition. I'm not going to say that they're lazy by any means. I love Twitch. The A lot of times the communities can be kind of crap if you're going to like really big channels and trying to actually communicate with people in chat. Oh, that's chat. impossible with the big streamer personalities. It's just... It's, the text flies by. You can barely read it before it's gone. I have my select few streamers that I watch. If I'm looking for something new to watch, I won't go to any chat or any room that has more than, like, 30 people in it. I tend to keep it under 10. Just so if I do want to talk to people, I can actually have a conversation. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I can lurk in the chat and nobody <laughs> cares. They're just happy to have another viewer there. Mm-hmm. And I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think Valve can have some success with it. They just have to advertise it, market it. They have to do something to to differentiate themselves from Twitch. That's going to be hard to do, I think. It can be, but Twitch is known for having not a toxic community like YouTube, but not the best. And if there's better ways to curate that on Steam, which I don't put a lot of faith right now in Steam's curation. Hmm. But if that happens, I I think they can have success with it just simply because of the install base and the ease of access. Mm -hmm. It's everybody that has a PC that has a game has Steam. It's right there. Plus competition makes everybody... Yeah, it just makes everybody better, grow. So. Yeah, it makes everybody keep current. Mm-hmm. Makes everybody try to innovate, and it, it's honestly the users that typically benefit from that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's exciting to have another big name competing with Twitch. I mean, speaking of competition, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of competition with Hearthstone, but I know Steam is making Artifact. Yeah, Valve, they're making that new mm-hmm. card game. And everybody's thrilled about that. Yeah, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) But it's releasing, I think, in November or December. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I think it's based off of Dota 2. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. Um, It is interesting to see these game developers getting into publishing games that are, like, more accessible and mobile, like, with Gwent being a standalone game. Yeah. And 
stuff like that. I don't know who that appeals to, but I know there's an audience for it. Uh, Elder Scrolls, that iPhone one, I forgot what it's called already. Was it Legends or something Blades? like that? Blades. Blades. Yeah, there, there we go. Yeah, yeah perfect. I don't know how I You're remember smart. that. I don't know <laughs> who that's for, but that's neither here nor there. Nope. If, for you, Kyle, if there was a... If Steam is to go somewhere with this broadcasting thing, would you think about checking it out instead oh, of Twitch just to see how it differentiates itself? I mean, I would love to stream personally. Like, I always thought it'd be fun to I would watch broadcast. That. See, and that's just it. Steam might make it easy for the people that don't yeah. want to get into OBS or learn how to use uh, Twitch keys or any of that stuff. And it's not that complicated mm-hmm. if you look into it, but... There's a hell of a lot of people out there that probably just don't want to look into it because they don't want to waste the time. And if you can just broadcast at, with the click of a button and everything's available, well, why let not? me let me ask you this: Do you know if you can only stream games from your Steam library? Or yes. Like, oh, you can't stream anything outside of that. It's from yeah. It's it's specifically Steam. Oh, Steam TV. That yeah. really limits it. To like, so like five million games, yeah. <laughs> Well, even then, if you, I would want to stream. It's not enough. I would want to stream like Hearthstone or that's the World thing, Warcraft or is, something like that. And that's what that's I was what talking I about is that it would get other publishers to try to put their stuff on Steam if it's successful. If that's I don't know a big if that would if. work because Activision is so big with Blizzard and but Destiny. If you download Activision's app, they've got like six games for sale that are exclusive to that app. Yeah. If they put them on Steam, it just adds it to another library of millions of games. See, that's why I think it's not going to be very big when it releases, is because it's no, such a limited time. library. Because there's so many other games that are not on Steam that are being, you know, played on the Twitch. Except, obviously, Fortnite, and I think that's that's the thing because Fortnite isn't on Steam, mm-hmm. and they want it. <laughs> I think that's what it is, is they want a piece of Epic's pie. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you see a lot of innovation from within Twitch already. I mean, they do a lot of different streams like the... They're not... A, they're no slouches. They, no. They, everything they do, they do for the community, mm-hmm. and I would never say otherwise. I mean, I would watch Fighting Game Tournament's Evo on there, mm-hmm. or, you know, randomly browsing, I'll find, like, an IRL stream that looks interesting, or... But Twitch is also... They started off as a place just for video games did, and, have yeah. s- and have since branched out to where you can stream yourself walking down a street talking to your phone. You can cook on there. You can paint. Really? You can, yeah, you can do anything. Yeah, there's huh. creative. There's as long as it's within the, the guidelines yeah. and is like not X-rated, you can do it on Twitch. But that's probably where Steam could kind of capture that hardcore gaming Steam community. Steam could be where that niche goes that doesn't want the IRL streams, that doesn't want the cooking streams, that doesn't want the so-called cam girl streams, which I don't know if those are actually a thing, but I've heard the term used before. Mm -hmm. People can use cameras all they want. I'm not going to shame them for that. But that is something that I don't do, though. I don't like watching Twitch streams with cameras. No matter who the personality is, I would much rather not see their face. I want to see the Hmm. game. I hate it when people put their chat on the screen because I can read the chat well, if that's I pointless. want to. Yeah, that makes no sense. I think it's for ease of use for mobile users is what oh, it is. Oh, I see. But I I watch games for the games, and most people watch them for the personality. That's mm-hmm. just my that my thing. But I think Steam could be that place that I would go to mm-hmm. if they 
focus on the games, which obviously they would do, I would think. I mean, it sucks to know that big games like Fallout won't be on Steam. That's going to have a huge effect on the success of the platform. That's what they're that's what they're trying to counteract. Because in I my think opinion. for Steam to take off that TV thing they're doing, mm-hmm. they need a big game to go with it, like to stream for like day one. Well, do you see how many people are watching on Twitch Counter-Strike? Well, that's no. a Valve game. There are there are thousands of people watching that game. Yeah, but the, it's already time. on Twitch, you know. It's like what will they do to differentiate from their competition? No, I'm just saying they've already got the games there. Yes, they don't have Fortnite, they won't have Fallout, they don't have Destiny, but they have enough games that are on Steam that I don't think that'll be a big problem. And what that's the only see like that's the thing I feel like is what's holding them back from having a I get, chance at this market. I get that, but that's what's they're doing that in order to try to get that market. Okay. So if that's fair. If enough people are watching games on Steam.tv, there are going to be people, publishers, that want their games to be available on Steam so that other people can watch them yeah, on just Steam TV. The future viability of yeah, the platform. Exactly. That mm. makes sense. It's just more eyes and ears on the product mm. is what I think the the goal is because Steam gets thirty percent of pretty much everything unless you're a major publisher. Steam gets Steam gets a huge cut. I see. And they want their cut of Fortnite. They want their cut of Fallout, Destiny, Call of Duty. I think that's what it is. Okay. And it could work for them if, if they if they play their cards right. Yeah. If they play their artifacts cards right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> However, I do know that whenever Steam implements something new, they have a bad habit of not following through with it. Mm. But speaking of bad habits, huh. let's get to our main topic of having bad habits, our bad habits in video games. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you guys have any like big ones off the top of your head that you can think of? I could list a few, but I mean, we don't need to go into big, no. like major details. But okay, just for the sake of like anecdotally. Well, I think for me personally, a big one of mine is looting everything. When yeah, I, don't have I to. think a lot of us. I think we all share that. that. Yeah. Yes. Basically, games which have too much loot for the sake of having loot. We've already kind of covered this a little bit. Like Bethesda games in particular, like Fallout, mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls. Well, I would argue even games. The Witcher. Witcher 3, yeah. Like every chest, every little sack I see on the floor or box I just want to open. And even though it's a stupid cup or a knife or a candlestick, it's like, gotta have it. Yeah. That and Assassin's Creed Origins personally drove me nuts. Because I hate the trend of gaming. Like, Witcher 3 did this too. Uh, you have to hold the button for them to scan the area. To scan for loot? Mm-hmm. God, I hate that. I think that's the new version of detective mode. It's just, like, what's the point of that? Why not just make a marker saying you can loot this? Because you can't loot it until you scan it with your eagle vision or your Witcher. In Assassin's angle. Creed you can. I thought you had to scan it first. No. Just, you don't have to scan it in The Witcher. Oh, maybe I'm mistaken. It, it highlights them so it, they're easier to see, it, it, but you... You can oh. still you go up to it. And yeah, I see. And you know the objects that are. I was remembering it wrong. Openable, but still, I mean, I always went yeah. by uh, in Assassin's Creed holding that up button to scan everything. Mm-hmm. Just be, it, it's it's habit. It's a horrible habit, and I hate myself for doing it. But <laughs> yeah, I think the game encourages it. Bioshock is a mm-hmm. offender of that too. Like they have too much to loot in those games. Yeah, like it doesn't really feel like you're 
in an environment with low rations or <laughs> low supplies. It, yeah. There's like an abundance of it. I felt mm. like that in Prey. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. There were so many potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was in a Lay's factory. I mean, was... you could be like, you know, living in there for five years or something with all the food they have. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> <laughs> nice. But you can't find ammo. Yeah, yeah that's true. You have to craft it mm-hmm. using those potato chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Break down those chips and make yourself some bullets. Yeah, probably one of my biggest ones is uh, I'm a button masher. I don't... Don't I take agree. the time to like learn the combos? Yeah. Like, I will just... Like, especially with uh, combat games. Less so with, like, Assassins and Witcher because I you kind of exactly have to mean. counter... You're talking like about Shadows of, like, Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, hey, that's a good example. Yeah, I just, the first I just want to wail on that button and kill mm-hmm. the enemy, and I don't, yep. I don't take the time to learn to like all the different moves and counterattacks and all that. Because I just want to kill the dang uh-huh. thing, you know? Yeah, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, God of War. Like, so I can't play fighting action. games either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have like two moves that I learn, and I use those. Right. Yeah. And it's the same with me. Um, with with weapons in video games, mm-hmm. I tend to use one weapon throughout the entire game. Same if I loot yeah. a weapon that I like the feeling of, and like Doom Two, it or Doom or Doom Two, it's the regular shotgun, not the super shotgun from Doom Two, but the the, the shotgun, just the regular one. Uh, Doom and probably Doomy Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, <laughs> When I find one weapon that I like in a video game, I won't switch to anything mm-hmm. else. And I end up always having to find the ammo for that gun. See, that was me with uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I just either, I like switch between either the dual swords or just the regular sword. And I like never experiment, or I think I tried like once, like the big blunt instruments yeah. or like the axes and stuff. And I like, I stick to the one thing. And, yeah, for yeah. me, it was the crescent axes. That's what I loved because the execution mm-hmm. move was so sick. He just. Whoa-bam! Like, just brings it down on the guy's well, head with the execution move. Uh-huh. I did the one-hand sword Loved and it. a pole arm. It, mm-hmm. One was for quickness, the other was for reachability. Mm-hmm. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I stuck with those for the entirety of the game. I tried yeah. the other ones once or twice, but, yeah, it's 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 amazing how they can add so many different things into a game and I'll only use one <laughs> or two. Yeah. Right. You know, speaking of weapons, another bad habit of mine is... Looting a weapon with limited uses and not ever using it. Yeah. I have that the first on my list, and I've called it too good to use yeah. syndrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in roguelites. I am horrible with that. Mm-hmm. I will, like, say in The Binding of Isaac, I get an item that ups my damage, uh, an active item that recharges, but I, I, I don't use it. Because I'm like, okay, I don't need it in this room. I can use it in the next room. I don't need it in this one. I can use it in the next one. This fight, I don't need it. I can use it in the next fight. <laughs> and it just keeps going. It keeps yeah. compounding. And that I, I hear you. Basically, the the fat man in the Fallout series. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, use. I don't know if I ever <laughs> fired one in those games because I was always saving it. I got intoxicated on alcohol. And had friends and over. in real life. In real life. Oh, wow. I was over the age of 21, and I was at home <laughs> and not driving, so it was safe. Gotcha. Um, and I was just trying to trying to do, like, I don't know, trying to do something fun, trying to do something funny, mm-hmm. and to see what would happen if I shot off, like, 40 rockets all at the same time, 40 nukes at the same time. <laughs> and, yeah, it crashed my 360, but 
I just having fun with stuff like that. I've got mm-hmm. to do at least once. But nice. in the I loaded my game right after that because I right. didn't want to have used those bullets. <laughs> you know, speaking of reloading saves, that's another Quick one. Quick save. Quick, Quick save saving. Fever. Yeah. So basically, when I play a stealth game, I play through the stealth game trying to never be detected. Mm-hmm. If I get detected, I reload my save <laughs> from the beginning of the level or a checkpoint, and I do that all the time with games like Deus Ex. Dishonored, uh, Splinter Cell, like all of those games. Yep. Like, yep. Mm. It would drive me nuts that I would get detected from some <laughs> enemy just lying in the corner, you know, just pissed in his pants at the sight of me. <laughs> and he would just go, oh, blah, 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 and he would find me. <laughs> the sound of his gun. Is he a sim? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, exaggerated alert noise. <laughs> Ring! Yeah, exactly. But I just would get so used to quick saves, mm-hmm. and I would quick save after every time I would make even a step in Dishonored. <laughs> and, of course, when I get detected, I would just reload, like, boom, boom, bung. Like, I'm back in the game. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. That was, like, the sound. I like that sound. That's a good sound. No, in Dishonored, when you go in the menu, it's boom. And then when you hit, <laughs> when you go to the quick load, it's like boom. And then when you select the, slate, uh, the save... It's bong. So boom, boom, bong. I heard that. I heard that tone my That's entire awesome. time playing Dishonored. I love that. It's, oh, yeah. Any game that I play on the PC, I am pounding that F5 button. Yeah. After yeah. every scene, after everything I do. Because um, what I did was I bound quick save to enter button. So whenever I did oh something, my goodness. I did enter. Well, if and you I have do like, that nonstop. Like I do here, my, my mouse button's on the side of the mouse. You could always do that. Well, yeah, but I, I just felt like... If you accidentally save it at the wrong spot, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever yeah. done that? Like, quick saved? Like, right before something horrible happens because you accidentally quick saved? Or you quick saved when you knew you shouldn't have? Not for me, I can't remember off the top of my head. It doesn't really work on console. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, have... I'm sure there's a couple of games where I would, like, die repeatedly in a mission. Yeah. But I could revert to a earlier save and redo that whole thing. I can't think of a, a good example, but I know no. it has happened, and it's been within the last couple of years, that I load a game and I instantly die. Like, instantly, without being able to do anything about it. Yeah. I can't think of any examples for that, though. But no, I agree. I, I have that, that save. <laughs> Frequent quick save fever, as mm-hmm. I call it. Quick save fever. Quick save fever. I like that. The only one I have is... Uh... Like especially with uh, action games where there's like puzzles and things like that, I always take the easy way out and I just look it up because I don't want to sit there and take oh, the time God. to figure it out. <laughs> especially in like uh, Tomb Raider, the reboot, or even Assassin's Creed and stuff, if there's like something where you got to move the tiles or something like that, or you got to, um, you know, turn these statues in this way, going off the text. I always look it up. It's like <laughs> I ain't bothering with. You know, trying to puzzle. yeah read riddles and all that stuff. I I always look it up. I understand that if you're not playing a game <laughs> for the puzzle, right? Then that makes sense. I mean, I have a triple whammy of bad habits and guilty pleasures. Oh, go for it. The Professor Layton puzzle game series. So basically, it's a narrative based puzzle game, and you go through the game solving puzzles for people you encounter in the world, mm-hmm. and you have the. Uh, the backup system of getting you through a puzzle called hint coins. So this is like a triple activated 
bad habit game for me. <laughs> like it brings out the worst in me as a player because I get frustrated at not being able to solve a puzzle. <laughs> I have my OCD collective complex where I'm tapping the screen <laughs> looking for hint coins in the world. And then I have the actual frustration of not being able to solve the puzzle, so I'll look up the solution online. <laughs> using <laughs> Because there's three hints per puzzle, so you use a hint coin for each puzzle, like a hint. Uh-huh. And then I still can't figure it out. <laughs> So I have to go online and look up the answer. <laughs> I would love to watch a stream of that. Not of the game, but of a camera on you playing that game. It's tapping the it's screen. It's stressful. It does sound like it'd be allowed on Steam.tv, but if you did that on Twitch, <laughs> I'd probably watch that. I mean, it's a great series. I love the characters, mm-hmm. but yeah. my god, like the puzzles can be so frustrating. Yeah. And if you're stuck on it, you're like, Yahoo! so you need to look online for the solution. And the hint coins, they can help you or not. When it comes... I'm sorry. Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, segue into that one, looking stuff up would be, uh, I have a habit of whenever there's like a difficult decision in the game, I'll go online and look it up to see the consequences. He's like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I want to have the best outcome. I love it when I make the wrong decision. I wish I could just let go and just go with my gut, but I can't. I challenge I have you to do, know. do it once, oh, so and it'll be the most liberating experience of your gaming life. <laughs> uh, there's choices like that in The Witcher. So far, I've looked them all up. <laughs> Honestly, it was, find those threads it was that the are Mass like Effect like, series. What did you choose? It was the Mass Effect series that got mm-hmm. me to let go of doing that. Like I remember looking I, all those up. <laughs> I wouldn't look them up. I would do one, and if I wasn't satisfied with it, I'd load the game and then do mm-hmm. the other one, and if I, I'd choose which one was better. Oh, my God. I just thought of something. Ding. So, again, with the Professor Layton series. So, I tell you I use all the hint coins. Mm-hmm. I would reload my save to get the hint coins back after finding <laughs> the answer. Nice. nice. I really ah. did. And it's horrible. That extra I need step. The, I finished the game with the perfect amount of coins. And I can <laughs> tell myself I solved all these puzzles without cheating. <laughs> GameFAQs.com is not cheating technically. Probably. Oh my god. Bravo. When it comes to OCD stuff like that, do you guys do what I do? And anytime you shoot a single bullet in a game, you have to reload instantly? Yes. You reload after every. I have to not have me, a full no. clip yes. anytime I move. I have to have a full clip yep. in my gun in, a, in any game. Yes. Whether it's a first person shooter, whether it's Enter the Gungeon, I have to have a full clip. I might have become like that. I remember I was never like that, but recently when I replayed all the Gears of War games, that's the last shooter I've played in a long time, so maybe I'm like that with every shooter now. But in that game, and it could have been because of the active reload they have in that game, where you, know, you, say, you hit that sweet that spot so and you get satisfying, that. satisfying, the reload in that That game. could have been what it was, but I always had to have a full clip in that game, so maybe I've become that way. I don't know. I, I have to. It's it's not something I choose to do. It's something I have to do. Hmm. And it gets to the point sometimes in games where I'm like I, f- I fire a shot and I reload. And I fire a shot and reload. Yeah. And I spend half my time my game time reloading. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, yeah. but not much. I'd say I'm, I'm not that bad now. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys ever uh, like played an open world game? Yes. Yes. And <laughs> multiple times. Have you wanted to finish every little thing before moving on to the main story? Mm-hmm. Yes. I do this all the time in every Not just game. some of the time. All the time. 
<laughs> I can't move on in the main story unless mm-hmm. I finish an area 100%, and that's yeah. how I get to my 100% goal in the game. <laughs> Horizon was a big offender of this because I felt like I had to complete every little mm-hmm. side thing before moving to the next big area of the game. And Zelda was like that for me. God of War. I mean, Jesus. I was like that until I played Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> and since then, I've I never... I did too in that game. I God. didn't. I couldn't. I didn't have the patience for What's it. What's wrong with me? So the Witcher, I'm, I'm doing that on a, on a mission level. So, like, you know, each... Uh, all the missions and stuff have... Or quests, sorry. Have the levels next to him for what level you should be to do it. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, it. yeah. And four or five levels ahead of what? Exactly. Like, all... I won't do the main story quest until I finished all the other quests I have that are below that yep, level. exactly. <laughs> so I'm doing all the low-level stuff first, and then I get up to it, then I'll do that story mission, and then I'll get more quests that are lower than that, so I'll do all those. And That makes me think of the fact that every time I play an RPG or any kind of leveling game that has any kind of grinding in it, I always end up over-grinding. Yes. And the best example I could think of this is Pokemon. Whenever... I captured a new Pokemon. I had to level it up to where everybody else was. And in that mm-hmm. game, yeah. you didn't get experience for all your Pokemon. You got experience the for one. the ones that you had yeah. on you. Battle. Like the five or six that you could carry with you. Yeah. As opposed to whatever you had stored in the, the clinics. I think it computer. was actually uh, based off of the battles. Like, for each battle, it was only the Pokemon you used in that exactly. battle. Exactly. So you had to really grind a lot for that game. And that's why I never finished a Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, that's why I lost interest in Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. I, the last one I even tried was Diamond on the DS, mm-hmm. but before that was Yellow on the GBA. Mm-hmm. And I've never... Those are the only two that I've, I've ever even played. Yeah, for I've the record, played I played Pokemon Red, then I played Pokemon Gold, and then I didn't play Ruby Sapphire, but I did play Pearl. And then Pearl I was opposite Diamond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you got me into it, actually. Because you I? bought Diamond. I did. And I, for some reason, wanted to play with you. Gotcha. But we never did, I don't think. Makes sense. So another one I have <laughs> relates to the real world. Is like I have a bad habit of... MTV reality show? Yeah, exactly like okay. that. But not connected to that and just me. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I have a bad habit of playing... For far too long at a time on my weekends, which may not seem bad, but when you're, you know, have kids and all that, it's <laughs> it's probably frowned upon. But I'll find myself like playing for eight plus hours while my wife's at work, and I'll just find myself playing the game the entire time. I think I'll have like little breaks, you know, and like play with my daughter and stuff. But literally, that's all I'll do that day. <laughs> it's, that's a probably a bad habit. It's funny that you mentioned that. Sometimes when I'm playing a game. My dog, she likes to curl up in a ball somewhere, uh-huh. but she'll come out and check on me. She's like, "Dad, are are you are you still are you still playing a game?" <laughs> okay, and she just walks back to the bedroom and just curls up under the the blanket. <laughs> but when I get angry at a video game, and that is a bad habit of mine, I do tend to get very angry with the We've video game. We've all been game. there. Yeah, my dog senses this. And she'll either try to, A, cheer me up by just, like, flopping on my lap backwards and trying to kiss my nose, or she'll run away with her tail between her legs, which <laughs> makes me feel horrible. Aww. And I always 
I, that's when I stop playing when she does that. But mm-hmm. I do tend to temporarily temporarily neglect my dog while while playing games. It's, it's easy to do. Yeah. We're we're passionate about our our games. I am. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of instances where we've all been angry at a game. Yeah. Have you guys thrown controllers before? Oh yeah. I have thrown a controller. It's back in my 360 days. See, everyone knows their game for when they threw the controller. For me, it was Ninja Gaiden mm. or Gaiden. Gaiden? Gaiden. Gaiden on the Xbox. And I actually broke the game case while doing so. <laughs> oh, shoot. And my mom was so badass, she took the game back to Target and got me a new copy of the game. Nice. <laughs> so I could keep playing the game. That's awesome. And I, actually, I eventually beat it. And I even played the Ninja Gaiden, like the Master Hurricane Trials. I can't remember what they're called. But that was like a really challenging DLC for the game. It sounds yeah. challenging calling them a Master Hurricane <laughs> right. Trial. I only ever played the demo for that game on the original Xbox, and <laughs> the demo pissed me off. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> God, that first boss was Yahoo! crazy. <laughs> you, do you remember it? It was, I think guy, so. it was the guy with the nunchucks. If it's the same one from the demo, yeah. I vaguely yeah. remember. Because he was like your mentor, and you fight him in like a, a bout to like train. <laughs> and he ends up being the villain, and you're like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> so you fight him at the end, and he's just the same character, basically. Hmm. But my god, that game was hard. It's balls. There was one time I was playing a game, and I don't remember which one it was, but it was in my adult life. And this is the last time I really... This is the last time I threw a controller. Mm-hmm. And it was a PS3 controller. I threw that son of a... <laughs> so hard. Just straight down spiked it like a football. And it bounced. Missed my TV by about three and a half inches. Ooh. Off the wall. Bounced across my living room. Full speed. And missed my friend's head. Is one, <laughs> one of my buddies at the time. By about an inch and a half. Wow. And then bounce back to the other wall and down. Oh, I thought you were going to say it landed back in your hand. That would have been that amazing. That would have been hilariously <laughs> Those PS3 controllers are kind of shaped like a boomerang. Yeah. So, yeah. But they don't boomerang after bouncing off the floor of the wall. But <laughs> just the fact that it bounced all over the place, uh-huh. narrowly hitting everything in my life at the time that I held near and dear. Jeez. <laughs> it was... What's the game? I don't remember. Oh, That's man. the thing. It was on the PS3. So PS3? Yeah. Was I there? No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, that's not too far back. I can't remember my last game I got really angry at. Since I've started to become more, you know, like, calm with my gaming and casual. Yeah. And playing everything on, like, you know, either normal or easy. That's why. I don't get angry anymore. That's why I describe so many games as love. Because that's the kind of game I play now. (laughs) It's just calm. Just love, baby. There is a game called Love. And it's it's a tough platformer on Steam. <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah. It's like seven minutes long, but it's tough. Man, Super Meat Boy, I feel like I was frustrated at that sometimes. That's a frustrating game. Yeah. That was a hard one. Did you ever play Celeste? No. But it I want get, to. It gets frustrating. Mm. It takes a lot longer than Super Meat Boy does to get frustrating. But once you get to that point, it gets frustrating. Mm. I do know... Uh, what frustrates me about games is, uh, you know, the ad nauseum tutorials. Like, I'll get so frustrated. I'll be like, ah! Oh! Yeah. Like, we've all done that. Like, we all kind of 
exert our inner frustration by grunting or <laughs> sighing. <laughs> That's when my dog reacts. Yeah. Is when I audibly do something. Yeah. Like, do you guys have moments like that with particular games? Do you feel like? Not so much anymore. Yeah, I guess not anymore. I You've, used to, have, uh, I used to exhumed a... that out of your soul. It's usually when my daughter yes. starts walking in front of the TV or trying to crawl <laughs> in my lap while I'm playing, <laughs> and it's always right during a really stressful part or I'm like trying to kill a boss or something, and then she just tries to get Ryla all up in my business, and it's like, <laughs> no, no, not now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's my daughter. I can't like you know. Toss her, so I have to pause and give her some love. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but it's difficult for me when I'm playing a game when your significant other talks to you while you're playing a game that you want to get lost into. Hmm. Like, it's hard to contain like that frustration of like I want to get lost in the game, but <laughs> that you doesn't keep bug me. Pulling me out of the game. Yeah, for me, it's not so much frustration. It's I I just pick and choose times when I can play those games now, and I don't get frustrated so much when something like that happens. I think I may come off like that because for a split second I am because yeah. <laughs> I pause the game or I, whether it's watching a video on YouTube. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Robert did it perfectly just now. Yeah, Thank you. whether I'm watching a video on YouTube and I watch a lot of YouTube on my TV on the PS4 because that's it's like Netflix, Hulu, and YouTube. Those are the three things that I watch a lot on my yeah. PS4. In my living room. And it never fails that within 30 seconds of starting a video is when she'll call or she'll talk to me or she'll do something, which I I guess I do come across as angry, and I, yeah. I hate that I do that. I know. I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. Yeah. It feels awful. Yeah. But it's like, why do I react that way? It's like I start analyzing my soul. How do you... How dare you inconvenience <laughs> me and make me pause this? <laughs> My immersion's <laughs> broken. <laughs> yes. I also hold P. You don't go to the yeah. plane. Not in my hand. Yeah. I, if I'm in a particular, particularly good run in a roguelike or I'm at a particularly uh, interesting spot in a story, I'll just shake my leg. I do that while recording the podcast here a lot. Yeah, you're doing it right now. I was doing that as an example. Oh. Yeah, I just gotcha. went to the bathroom like five minutes ago. I'm you good. did, yeah, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I do that a lot while gaming. Yeah, yeah, that or holding the other end too. <laughs> yes. Then you know, the wife will get home and like, oh, I really got to use the bathroom. Uh-huh. Or like, you forget to drink water or forget to eat lunch. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done that kind of stuff in a while. It's been a while since I've done. See, now I know if I'm going to do a gaming binge, I prepare. And I usually, either the day before, I'll go to the store and get, like, a bag of chips, mm-hmm. a bag of cookies, something like that, a drink. I'll make sure I'm prepared so I never have to leave the room all day. <laughs> Smart. Maybe I need to do something like that. Yeah, just have a preparation done... stash. I haven't... Anyway. <laughs> I haven't done anything like that since I was, like, for me, early was, 20s. For me, it was the World of Warcraft binges where I would do that. Gotcha. Like I get a twenty-four pack of Mountain Dew, and <laughs> I would uh, not Sorry. leave my chair for twelve hours at a time. And we used to stock up to play games together. Yeah, we did. And it was always Mountain Dew and all the the Democracy, like the very first <laughs> one with Supernova and yeah. Voltage, yeah. and what was the other one? Do you remember? Was it Livewire? Sir, no, like Electric Li- something. Livewire is separate. Okay, that's the orange one. Yeah, Livewire. It was like a blue one. It was like electric something. I can't remember. I don't remember either. I remember Volt. No, Voltage was the blue one. 
That's the one that won, but there's like yeah. a light blue one too. Oh, I don't know. But Supernova was the pink one. I like that one. I liked Voltage. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever and I own so many games, whether it's on Steam mm-hmm. or I kind of on plus GOG games. or Humble, but yeah, I have at this point my Steam library consists of 618 games. Jeez. Yeah, I, I know where this is going. And it's not, I'm actually not talking about how I just, I used to compulsively, like impulsively and compulsively buy games that were on sale. If I had any interest in it, I would buy it and then look it up to see if I wanted to play it. Yeah. (laughs) That was a really bad habit of mine that I've since grown out of, I think. For me, it was buying new versions of games I already own. Gotcha. Hence, Dark Souls series. I bought the original like Xbox or PlayStation version and then I'd buy the PC version mm-hmm. and replay it again. Gotcha. Because of course it had like new improvements and stuff. Yeah. But buying like more copies than I need to own <laughs> of a game. I've been guilty of that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another bad habit of mine. What I was leading up to with that was that because I own so many games, I have started so many games. And even more than having to, than never finishing the game, is anytime I go back to a game that I started, I always restart it. Yeah. I just did that with Stardew Valley. I Wait. just deleted my save file for uh, Spelunky. I delete my saved games and start over from Whoa. the very beginning every time. You do time. that every time? If if I haven't played a game in like three weeks or more, I will delete my save and start from scratch. Holy oh. crap. So I do that if it's been like, you know, months. For me, years. If it's a game that I've already pretty much beat or have already beaten and just haven't collected anything and want to go back to play, I, w- I won't do that. But if it's if it's a game that I'm close enough to the beginning and I don't remember what's happened, and for me mm-hmm. that takes days or weeks as opposed to months or years, I, I will go back. Like, Okay, a bad example of this because it has been years. I was talking a few episodes ago about Broken Age mm-hmm. and how I've completed the first half before the second half came out. And I know when I go back and play that second half, I'm going to play through that first half again mm-hmm. because I, I, I feel like I need that sense of completion for the whole story. That's why I've never finished a Telltale game. That's why I've never finished Life is Strange mm-hmm. because I buy them and play them episodically as they release. And then by the time the fifth episode comes out, I need to replay from episode one. It's mm-hmm. just a weird compulsion that I have. Hmm. I and I do that. that with TV a lot, too. If I haven't watched a show in a while and it's not finished yet, I'll start back from episode one, season yeah. one. And oh my goodness. watch yeah. through the from beginning <laughs> to end. That's I, I feel you, brother. I, I've never done that. It's, it's a horrible bad habit that makes me never finish games. That's crazy. Wow. I, do I didn't a, know you went to that extent. Almost I, every time. That's and why I, you never finish anything. That's what I just said. <laughs> and it's not just to the point where I'll create a new save. No, I delete my old save so that I can't go back. Oof. I always do that. See, if I have to do that, I just lose all interest in the game. Because I feel like I would have all that time invested just go to waste. Basically. For me, it's the opposite. It's like, okay, I can't go back to where I was. Now I need to reinvest that time. And I get re-sucked back into the game the way I originally did. It makes me <laughs> fall back in love with the game. It's okay. what it does. And if the game's not worth playing to me, I'll know by the first hour or two and it'll be like, oh yeah, that's why I stopped playing this game. 
But if I go back to Mad Max at this point, I'm going to have to start over from the oh, very man, beginning of the crazy. game. Naturally. And that's why I hate to. That's why I hate that, tutorials. That's so a game much. I did that with too, though. I had started it, played like I think an hour or two, then stopped playing it for a while, and then when I went back and I was like, all right, I'm going to start going through my library. I had to start from the beginning. I did that with Witcher Three mm-hmm. twice. At same. Before I started it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to give a game a chance. I mean, there's but life a lot of variety. Life like, happens. If something happens yeah. and you just can't get around to playing a game before the next big one comes out. Yeah, but you may have played up to a point where the hook of the story hasn't hooked you yet. That's why I start from so the beginning. So you start over until you... But if you get that hook, you can go from there. A lot of times it's like I, f- I, I feel like I forget the controls. I forget mm-hmm. the mechanics That's of the game. Oh, and I see. I, especially games like... the feel like, of the game. Yeah. Like you've like, forgotten it. Yeah. And especially an open world game where the tutorials for combat are all at the very beginning of the game. Mm. And I I need to reteach myself how to play the game. There's no better way to do that than restart. Makes sense. And if you play through the beginning again, you can get a good sense of whether or not you, you're going to want to keep continuing to play that game. But it does go with me buying way more games than I ever have enough time to play. See, this is interesting because a bad habit of mine is I'll play a bad game through to the end because I feel like I owe it to my (laughs) purchase that I have to complete the game in order to put it behind me, even though if it's terrible. What's the worst game that you've completed out of completion? See, this is difficult because I don't play a lot of bad games, but by your standards, (laughs) you would probably say they're bad games. (laughs) I was holding my comments in. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's really hard to narrow it down. Huh. That's all right. For me, it was I mean, Fable 3. I mean, that's a good example. I enjoyed my playthrough of that. For me, that was one of the worst games I finished. I don't know why I finished that mm-hmm. game. I finished through the story. I did not care for that game. I didn't dislike Fable 2, but the story of Fable 3 just pulled me away from everything mm-hmm. that... I loved about Fable to begin with. Yeah. And for all of its shortcomings for what was promised for that game, I still loved Fable and Fable 2. Maybe not as much Fable 2, but the world in general, the characters, everything was so great. It was mm. happy. Even when it was sad, it was happy. <laughs> I think the only games I've ever like stopped playing were like gameplay focused more so than story focused. Like roguelikes or Yeah, if it's a story-based game, I'll see it through to the end, mm. even if it sucks. But, uh, I cannot do that and will not do that. I value my time more than I value my money. Yeah. I mean, I, I just haven't switched over to that point I mean, of view. I'm not saying that my point of view is right or that my you methodology is right. You make it sound right. so authoritative, like this is the way to go. <laughs> I, in in I actually, his life, it is the way to go. <laughs> for me, I value time. He's pushing I, yeah. your buttons, Kyle. <laughs> I know. It's working so well. I don't care how much money I have. I don't care about how much money I spend. As yeah. long as I have money to pay my bills, I'm happy. It's my time that means more to me than anything. It's fair. Yeah. When it comes to games more than anything, it's my time. I think the worst game I've ever forced myself to finish was uh, El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. Like, that That's game... <laughs> it was a kind of like a offbeat indie game that had a AAA budget. It was published by a big name. I remember that I can vaguely recall the first part of that, but the subtitle that you said, I don't remember at all. That's the whole title, but that game was a slog. I I remember not enjoying a minute of it, but I just wanted to see where it went. 
Not a good. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of bad games out there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our list of bad habits for now. That was a really engaging conversation. Mm-hmm. I think I, I really had a lot of uh, crossover between ours. We did have a lot of crossover. You're correct. <laughs> Thank you. The topic went deeper than I thought it would. It kind of gave us insight into each other. Yeah, I I was. I feel like I can see inside you now. Can you see that inside? That didn't sound creepy at all, Kyle. Viewers, <laughs> what kind of bad habits do you guys have? Uh, do you agree with my? I do want to know if people agree with my time is greater than money point of view. Mm. But Stay to continue tuned. listening to this podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. subscribe on YouTube, CastBox, uh, iTunes, Google, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. If you want to comment, like, dislike if you want to. We don't really care. <laughs> Do what you want. Let us know what you think. That's what's important there. Hit us up on Twitter, Pushing Buttons P. Good call. Yeah. Give us a follow there. And until then, we will see you. Later. Take care. Love you.